0: And welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we're talking about season five, episode 19, Sex, Losers, and Videotape.
1: We have moved on from the Figmalion plotline.
0: And we're frankly sad to see it go.
1: We are. But we're kind of in the home stretch of episodes. Yep. Uh there's just a handful of episodes between this one and the finale, which yep. we're very excited about. We're
0: coming up on the finale. We only have a few left.
1: Um, so why don't we talk about this episode and then we'll kind of press on like a Lee press on nail.
0: <laughs> alright so this episode description is Will forms an anti-romance club with Karen and his boss Gene Wilder that's the entire description Not I like creative. them kind of
1: short the Me Hulu too. descriptions have been a little bit more succinct
0: the shorter the better I find because the longer they get the more likely they are that they're wrong <laughs>
1: I think the Hulu descriptions have been better about that, too, than the DVD ones. Yeah,
0: the DVD ones would just, like, sometimes be batshit wrong. (laughs) Like,
1: Like, it's clear that they wrote them at the beginning of, like, the writing process and then sent them to the DVD maker and then just...
0: Yeah, they, like, never updated them after the actual episodes happened, so they'd often have, like, scrapped plot lines and Mm -hmm. stuff still referenced. Anyways. Yes. So, um, Gene Wilder's back this Yeah.
1: This is a weird episode. Yes. Um. There's a lot of like weird, problematic shit. Oh my god. And like plot lines that don't really go anywhere.
0: Yeah. And like normally, as you know, we're pretty social justicey on this podcast, and we're also pretty, pretty big purists about plot. So mm-hmm. this is kind of like a pile of pet peeves. Rolled is, into an that's episode. exactly
1: how we describe it. Because it's not that the episode was like. We've definitely seen worse episodes in this oh, episode.
0: Totally. It was just sort of like every thing that we find issue with with the show was sort of in this episode uh-huh.
1: except for it's like take on like gay identity and all that stuff like everything gay about will and grace was kind of out of this episode yes which was good in this particular case because it could have been just more pet peeps for us to have
0: yeah that's very true um but so for those of you who are going wait who does gene wilder play in this show he plays will's um mentally unhealthy boss yes mr stein
1: so will works at a company right now called you stein
0: and you said it's been written off the show, and Stein shows up every once in a while as Gene Wilder, mm-hmm. who is essentially playing a man who has some sort of undefined mental illness, but yes. is off his medication.
1: Just, like, really off. Yep. Like, imagine, like, Willy Wonka from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but in real life.
0: Yes. It's it's kind of, like, a little sad. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and it's, it's kind of, like... I, I was saying to test that it's kind of, like, the perfect encapsulation of this episode. Because... Gene Wilder's character is a great concept yes. that is always executed poorly. Yes. The, he was in, um, I believe, was it earlier this season or was it at the end of last was, season? I think
0: earlier this season. Okay.
1: Um, and he comes in and it's kind of a similar problem is that it's this new person who's in Will's life mm-hmm. and Will really kind of connects with him, but then it just gets really weird.
0: Yeah. And so basically what happens is Will is sort of sad about his End of his relationship with Barry. Right. Which we would all like to remind everyone at home that they really didn't have a relationship and this is Will's bad.
1: I will say that I appreciate that the episode kind of leans into that. Yes. um, Because Grace is even like talking like, well, it can't be that bad. It's not like you planned a trip with him. And Will was like... Oh, shit, I planned a trip with him. I must We're, have been off my fucking rocker. Yeah,
0: like, it clearly also shows Will being a bit embarrassed about mm-hmm. how invested he became in a relationship that wasn't really a thing yet.
1: And I would have loved if the episode kind of lent into that instead. Yes. It seems like they're going to for the first, like, five minutes before the tag.
0: But then it didn't. But
1: then it didn't. Like, it was It was like they had this whole plot line lined up, and then Gene Wilder came in and was like, Hey, kids, what if we went over here?
0: Hey, kids, come to my murder factory. <laughs> but, like, actually.
1: But really, though. Yeah. He and Karen could totally run a murder factory. Oh
0: my God. They would love to employ Oompa Loompas. Together. They might
1: make some candy too.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. If candy was pills.
1: Yes. The pill candy. Um,
0: so yeah. Basically, Will sort of griping about this. And Mr. Stein relates because his wife left him 15 years ago. and he- She just
1: left him. 15, Fifteen years ago. ago.
0: Yes, he's currently reliving it due to some new medication <laughs> he's on. Um, so he's really he really feels for Will at, mm-hmm. at this breakup moment. So he decides that they need to go out for a drink. Right at eight a.m.
1: Yeah, I mean as one does.
0: And he, you know, he justifies it by saying they'll get some eggs. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, who do you run into when you're at a bar at eight a.m.?
1: Karen Walker. Karen
0: Walker. And so Karen joins them as they're sort of and they sort of form this uh, breakup club this mm-hmm. like lonely heart the lonely club.
1: hearts club yes
0: yes um
1: well and it's funny because like this is exactly the kind of plot you want to see is will and karen and a guest star just like drinking all day
0: right and so that part is really kind of mm-hmm. funny it's them being really ridiculous and right. very bitter and very very drunk mm-hmm. and smitty is there
1: yeah smitty is there smitty's great he could have gotten more involved in the club
0: yes uh he probably could have join the club mm-hmm. because of all the terrible things that have happened to
1: his mm-hmm. wife Porsche mini. Porsche mini. But then like the problem with this plot line is that instead of just I don't know what I would want it to do instead. Because the problem is that what happens is that Karen and Mr. Stein remember that they are straight and they start hooking up.
0: Yes, and because
1: first of all that's gross. Yeah. No. No. N- incorrect.
0: That's no.
1: But like second of all that's I'm having trouble thinking of an equivalent conflict that could break up the club, but I'm not sure why we need one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I almost feel like it could have been easily resolved with like one of them being asked on a date
1: mm-hmm. and it
0: being less of a thing.
1: Right, like, oh no, you can't go on that date because we're in this club. Right. Or like, if there wasn't a B-plot this week and Grace got involved and was like, Will, you can't just be bitter all the time. This is how you never find love, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: Right, but, yeah. So, essentially... Mr. Stein and Karen start banging Mm -hmm. and they're not subtle about it because the next time the club meets, they're kissing every time Will turns his head (laughs) and the lid is blown off of this because one time Karen turns her head and Mr. Stein kisses Will. Mm -hmm. And then he's sort of like taken aback and he's like, oh, well, that was kind of nice actually. (laughs) There's also this recurring bit where we've realized that Mr. Stein is so out of touch with actual reality. That he doesn't realize the reason they call Will gay Will is because he's gay.
1: Yes. Um, that was one of my favorite parts of the episode, honestly. Yeah, he
0: keeps referring to Barry as a girl. Yes. <laughs> and Will keeps being like, he's a man. He's like, but he's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's very funny. It's essentially, again, one of those things where it feels like they wrote around the idea of Gene Wilder doing some weird mm-hmm. shit. Which can be really funny. I just feel like this show doesn't often know how to utilize that.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think last time, because Gene Wilder was being introduced, they almost had more flexibility in, like, what to do with him, whereas here they really limited him to, like, here's the setup. You're in a Lonely Hearts Club with Will Truman and Karen Walker. Right. Like, there's only so much you can do with that.
0: Right. Yeah, and because Mr. Stein, despite being bitter, isn't actually very bitter, he's actually quite a chipper mentally ill person, Will kind of, like, takes up the helm of being the ultra-bitter person, and there's a scene at the bar where he's getting another drink, and he, like, basically breaks up an engaged couple.
1: Right. I mean, like, it's, the club is pitched as, like, they're all bitter, but, like, really, like, Will's bitter, Mr. Stein is mentally ill, and Karen is drunk.
0: Right! Like, it's like, it's not all of us are bitter. It's all of us are single, and that's the only thing we have in common. Yes. And that's fine.
1: But the episode doesn't go anywhere with that. Exactly. Like, Will never realizes realize it's like, oh, I should stop being bitter.
0: Right. Like, he, at one point, is making buttons that say, stay bitter. And, like... <sighs> He doesn't learn the lesson that like, hey, if Karen and this very mentally unstable person mm-hmm. can find a connection in each other, then all hope is not lost for me.
1: Admittedly, i do not not sure the show is not trying to say that all hope is lost for Will.
0: Yeah, it sort of just seems like Will has like resigned himself to being the only single person left in New York. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, sorry. As I was saying that, I could hear the John Mulaney bit in my brain that's like, there's no single guys <laughs> left in Manhattan.
1: But like, that's like the level of like... The show is portraying it as if, like, the only guy Will Truman can get is a homeless gay man with AIDS who's new in town. (laughs) Like, that is the way they are presenting it. He's and – I've never understood that about this show. I mean, I know that Will is a complete mess and a bundle of nerves. Yeah. But, like – he is an attractive lawyer in his 30s right. who is publicly out and does a lot of philanthropic things. Yeah. There is no reason he should not be working his way through Manhattan.
0: Yeah, except for the fact that he's just really fucking damaged. But the show doesn't even really lean into that. Yeah. like There's a couple of hints we get during this episode. Like There's a moment where he describes his ideal relationship and it's like not ideal at all. It's yeah. describing his parents' relationship where it's like, oh honey, I don't feel like cooking, let's go out. We always go out and then they argue and... Like, if anything, it would make...
1: It doesn't really make sense that he doesn't have the same kind of relationships that we see Jack having. Right. Where it's like a couple of dates and then it completely falls apart.
0: Right, and I mean, even if it was slightly more serious than the relationships that Jack was having, if like, oh, say a guest star showed up for a couple of episodes in right. a row maybe. But it really, it, do, it honestly just doesn't make sense that he doesn't have at least a string of non-serious boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And at least from a television perspective, especially because we've seen Grace have a series of non-serious boyfriends. And honestly, it just it's because he's gay. Right. And because TV and or the writers are just not prepared to actually write him as an actively gay person.
1: Right. Like, I feel like a, a gay person of his age, and maybe this is a, a time differential, but I feel like at minimum he'd have a string of occasional boyfriends. And he'd probably have one steady guy who he wanted to settle down with, but the other guy only wanted sex. Like, Barry!
0: Yeah! Like, honestly, if, if like, let's steal this pitch, we're revamping the show in 2018, we're taking the exact same premise, but we're gonna fix it. Mm-hmm. In that, se- that series, Barry would stick around as a friends with benefits that Will had feelings for, but Barry didn't return them.
1: Right! That would be such an interesting tertiary character to have in your plotline. Right. Because they always would be available... For that sort of thing.
0: Exactly. And they would also cause a conflict whenever like, someone who might be a viable re- mm-hmm. like romantic partner shows up. It's like, oh, I've had really deep feelings for this other person for a long time. Am I prepared to let that go?
1: On the other hand, if we were rebooting the show in 2018, they'd probably tell us to make that person Jack.
0: Ugh. No. Yeah. We're better than that. We're
1: better than that.
0: So, speaking of Jack, I think we should move on.
1: Yeah. uh, Let's talk about the Jack and Grace plotline this week. Okay. Which is weird. Again, a really good setup, and then...
0: The premise is amazing. The premise is Jack helps Grace discover how to be sexy.
1: Right. Uh, Jack doesn't even walk in on Grace. Jack is in Will's apartment for no reason during the day, while Grace is filming basically a sex tape there for Leo.
0: Okay, and let's just take a moment to unpack the outfit she's wearing. I don't know if the camera, like, doesn't pan past her waist.
1: No, no, I know what the costume is. It's Eve. She's being Eve in the Garden of Eden.
0: But why is she wearing baggy scrub pants?
1: I don't know.
0: I just mean, like, the top is like a... a, I think the
1: top is supposed to be leaves. The
0: top is like a tight, flesh-toned bustier, but then the bottom look like they're, like, loose-fitting pants. You
1: know what? I know what's happening here. The bottom is standards and practices. I see. Standards and practices told them that they couldn't do that scene unless she was wearing pants. But
0: she could have been wearing tights. She could have been wearing a cute skirt.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she it's probably a one-piece Lee, hard, that the right, costume department made for her with, just, like, a little fig leaf right there.
0: Right, she didn't have to just be in, like, panties. Like, I don't get it. So, that's just ultimately weird, and that should have been Jack's first critique. Right. Um, But, so, Jack kind of tells her that she, her performance in the sexy tape is a bit stiff, mm-hmm. and that's the only thing that'll get stiff if you're watching it. Right,
1: right, right. Yuck, yuck, yuck,
0: yuck.
1: Yuck, 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 yuck. yuck, yuck, yuck.
0: And so, he kind of offers Grace to come to his acting class, where he can teach her to be sexy.
1: Okay. So far so good right
0: right sounds great. So then Grace goes to the acting class and Jack naturally uses that as an opportunity to make fun of her a lot right by making her do weird improv
1: but then also actually convey some good acting lessons yeah which continues to surprise me about this plotline
0: Yes Jack's acting school while mostly ridiculous is also weirdly useful mm-hmm. um, so then so that all seems fine right right We're all on board everything's fine and then in comes the problematic train right. So, Jack decides, I guess, that he wants to capture Grace in her natural element, where she doesn't realize she's being taped, so as to show her that she is naturally very sexy. Mm-hmm. But he Sounds does, good. Sounds good, right? We're, we're all still on board with this, except that he decides to tape her in the shower when she is nude, masturbating, and unaware of his presence.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's not okay, friends.
1: Yeah. It's played really oddly in the episode, too. Because Grace is really righteously upset about it at first. Until
0: she sees it.
1: And then she's like, well, this tape is very sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: Literally, she's not okay with it and she's very angry. Right. Until the point that Jack tells her it's sexy. Right. Not even that she sees for herself that it's sexy. No, I
1: think she does watch it at some point. She does watch
0: it after, but she immediately takes Jack's word for it. Uh Uh-huh. And that is
1: strange. Right. Like, the show is trying to make the one thing mitigated by... Her discovering it's sexy, and then her wanting him to do it again, uh-huh. but notably with her knowing about it this time, right? Like, I just I fail to see how the writers couldn't have because they clearly realized they needed to mitigate that, that, right? Because they're like, ooh, that's clearly too problematic. But why there isn't there another way to do it? Like, right? Like, why don't you just have Jack like, even if Jack said I should just film you when you're not paying attention, and then Grace was foiling his attempts to film her, right. that would still be squicky. But not as squeaky.
0: Right. Or like, let's offer a non squeaky option. He maybe could have said, like, why don't you just, like, set the camera up until you forget about it. And then it'll capture mm-hmm. you and your natural element.
1: Mm-hmm. That could have been funny, too, because Grace could have done a bunch of things that weren't sexy at all. Right. And we could have, like, watched them on the videotape.
0: Right. Yeah. that There are a lot of ways this could have been funny. But right. But instead they took a very squeaky route.
1: Like, I would love to watch an episode that is just Will and Jack critiquing. Grace, like, walking through the apartment and, like, running an egg through her hair or something. Right. Like, how much bonkers shit could Grace do in the apartment by herself? Right. You know, like, fixing her wedgie, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. And so it's just, it's very frustrating. And it also doesn't ever really address the fact that Jack totally violated her privacy Mm -hmm. and her autonomy and did not get her consent for taping her naked. Right. And, like, it's all forgiven because he says it's sexy. Right. And, like, yeah. that's fucking weird.
1: It's just it's just really weird.
0: And it's very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. I would have really loved to see them handle properly a Jack tries to teach Grace to be sexy mm-hmm. thing. Because I think if the inevitable conclusion of that plot had been Grace, you're sexiest when you're not worried about it, mm-hmm. just be yourself, would have been really interesting and empowering. And instead we got this...
1: Well and on a on a practical level, as we discussed in the at the very beginning of this recording, next episode features Leo coming back. Yeah. It's not a good time for her to be sitting down and recording a sex tape. Her husband is presumably this time coming home. Right. Like, I don't I don't get it. Like it they they don't do enough to justify her making the sex tape at this point in time, unless it's for herself basically right. and then
0: that's where we get into another thing where she decides that she's going to keep the first tape for herself and make a second tape for yeah woman. and at that point it's like can't you just send him a dirty email right like i just mean the man is apparently i mean it's a 28 hour flight in this universe right to get from Zaire. i think that's to just email. the
1: one way though the other way it might be like only 18 hours oh, who knows you know like that? a normal amount but
0: i just mean it's a long flight mail is difficult to deliver overseas no matter what place Uh you live in, but factor in the fact that he's in, like, a country that doesn't have a lot of resources. Right. Like... This male is probably going to get there before, like, not before he gets back. It's going to no. be there long after he
1: returns. He's never going to see this video.
0: But his colleagues might.
1: Yeah, it'll be weird.
0: And that's the thing. It's more
1: people seeing Grace naked without her consent.
0: Right. And This TV show is not prepared for, like, talking about things like revenge porn. Like. Right. They're not aware that they've just set up this really precarious situation that in 2018 we would all be very concerned about. So, yeah. It's a weirdo.
1: It's a weird episode i think that's all we have for this week
0: yeah i mean unless we want to talk about grace singing but really who wants to do that
1: no one wants to do that
0: nobody all right matthew why don't you tell people where they can find (laughs) us on social
1: media all right uh the the best place to look for us first is on our twitter page at not a couple show you can also send us an email at not a couple podcast at gmail.com or find us on facebook tumblr and on podbean and itunes
0: very good Thank you for sharing that information, Matthew.
1: I'm very welcome to share the information.
0: All right. Well, that's all we've got for this week. So tune in next week for what is probably going to be Leo's return.
1: Yeah. Gross. Yeah. I'm not ready for it.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening. Hope
1: you had a good Halloween, everybody.
0: Yes. Happy Halloween. As we're recording this, I'm still in my costume. (laughs) So I'm dressed like Kurt Cobain.
1: I'm dressed as nothing.
0: Matthew, when is the nothing for Halloween?
1: I am the nothing. I'm not naked, though. That would be weird.
0: Yeah. But you know what? If you were, you probably would have given me your consent to view your naked body. Because we feminists in this house.
1: Yeah. Not naked cross chop.
0: All right. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. Bye. This week's episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat.
1: Meow. Hi,
0: right, Eliza. You okay? Meow. This week's episode was brought to you by Karen Walker's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Karen Walker's Lonely Hearts Club Band.
1: Boom, boom. Do we do that again with the right notes?
0: Nope, that's fine. Okay, <laughs> we're just gonna leave it at that.